deserved that goal scorer. And here he is again. Here he is again. That's astonishing. Oh. It's absolutely world class. Rian, I um, yeah, I mean, sure. Let's just, yeah, let's do it. I don't really have much to start off with. What you really want me to start with, um, other than the fact that I really shot myself in the foot at the end of our podcast the other day, where I explicitly said to Rian, I, I literally, I went back and listened to it before we started this. I said the words, "Well, at least I have a message renewal to look forward to." Um, <laughs> God's way of saying f you the jinx the jinx never fails it never fails ladies and gentlemen welcome back to an emergency version of the overlap which i think we've only done once before in the last two years i think we've only done it once um now this being the second time um the first might have been the super league first first was the super league uh we didn't even do it for the first time Messi announced the the borough facts which we'll get into in a second but of course the reason why we're doing this podcast um is because yesterday barcelona announced that the greatest player of all time Lionel messi will not be you can't even say renewing his contract because he was a free agent as of june 30th will not be joining the club um or rejoining the club for the additional two years that he was expected to to sign on for um rian do you want to you want to start off because i've i certainly have many things to say but i think it's important to kind of let's go back in time for a second and help people understand where the hell we started and how we got to this point of course of course before before we go into it just i know not only myself is concerned but our listeners elias overall how how are the mentals <laughs> the the mentals have been better i'll be honest um I, this is what i'll say when i first saw the rumors yesterday i didn't really believe it like as in i said to myself okay maybe this is just kind of because it broke with marca um a madrid-based newspaper i thought maybe this is their way of kind of throwing flame to the fire or something like that um but it just got worse (laughs) throughout the rest of the day um and and i think it really kind of set it in for me not with the announcement honestly it set in for me when they tweeted that i guess what you can call farewell video that seven minute compilation of the best of Lionel messi um and i think the saddest part of that is that video was actually meant to announce his renewal, not his departure. Um, so it I'm I'm doing all right. I mean, the long long answer to yeah, whatever. I'm I'm doing all right. Um definitely <laughs> this is my version of therapy. It's like free therapy. For me to talk through this, I'll probably feel a lot better by the end. So go for it. <laughs> well, I'm happy that I, that of all people, you chose me first. 
too. Oh, of course, too. of course. <laughs> I've I've had very little conversations with people about this. I I mean, I've thankfully to the people texting, calling, Insta DM, DM uh, DMing, whatever it is. Um, much love and much appreciated. I just uh, yeah, I need to uh to sort this out with Rion first. Well, um, I think that's about as good a place to start with kind of the timeline of all of this stuff, right? And this goes back as far as last August. Um, obviously, last August, we had the Champions League knockout stages having to be played, I think it was in Porto, and, and everything was kind of abbreviated. And we all remember how Barcelona went out of that that uh year's competition and the fallout that led from that loss to Bayern was Lionel Messi deciding that he was done he the, that didn't believe that the team could go any further or achieve anything further than um than what they have in the last couple of years and that is when we get the famous Burrow facts, not the one that uh, did not go through for David De Gea, but <laughs> the, the, this one actually went through where Lionel Messi stated his desire to leave Barcelona. And from there, it was Barcelona claiming that the early termination clause that he mentioned in his Bureau in the statement was no longer valid. As we know, I believe the statement in the clause was up till May 31st that Lionel Messi could kind of tell the club that he would like to leave and then they will let him leave. Um, and the club basically argued that May 31st had passed, so that was no longer valid. And Lionel Messi and his father argued that the season was prolonged. And so it would be fair for that date to be moved to, I think it was like August 31st is what they were hoping for. And then from there, it's just some back and forth where La Liga jumps in supporting Barcelona and saying that the contract is totally valid. I mean, I mean that 180 from La Liga's total support of Barcelona last <laughs> last <laughs> August to, to this one is is something that we will definitely get into. But um, La Liga supported Barcelona, and despite Messi and his dad disputing that clause, ultimately it came down to Lionel Messi deciding whether he wanted to go to court with the club that he'd been at since he was 13 years old. And he decided against that and decides to stay and starts the season scores in the opener. Um, just a couple days after openly criticizing the club for Luis Suarez's departure. And from there on, I mean, the season kind of goes, goes by and you almost forget that he was that close to leaving the club um you know he scores that clone of the Maradona goal just a few days after Diego Maradona passed away in November and then in December he passes Pele's record for most goals at a single club with 644 we move on throughout the rest of the season obviously Barcelona make a kind of a title run um, one that was, I think, somewhat unexpected by a lot of us. Ultimately, they fall short. They go out in the Champions League to PSG. And then we get to the end of the season and July 1st comes and Lionel Messi's contract expires. But all indicators for the next few weeks suggest that he was going to return, that a contract agreement was found between 
Messi and the club, albeit there would be a significant pay cut and rumors that it was somewhere around 50%. Barcelona end up announcing that Memphis Depay and Sergio Aguero would be coming in during the summer as well. And then from there, that's when we start learning about the real financial issues um, going on at Barcelona in terms of just not being able to register these signings along with Lionel Messi. And from that point, it turned into a huge, huge mess. And I think Elias will probably be able to explain that part a bit better than I can. Um, well, it still is a mess to be fair. It's not, it's not still, or, uh, was a mess, not past tense still is. Um, but yeah, Rian, you gave a really good overview. I mean, of what's happened over the last year, we almost kind of forgot that Messi was, I mean, he was basically 90% out last summer, largely down to Bartomeu. Of course, Bartomeu leaves former president of Barcelona, um, taking his crooks with him, but, the turning point in the season really for him probably was when Juan Laporta comes in and is elected president. And you could see throughout the season, especially after the, his election, I think Messi's attitude changed. I think the, the club's attitude changed. I think the team performance started to shift to a more positive direction. And you could see that there's kind of like the kindling of a project now, like there was, especially over the last couple of months that that began, but basically between I would say the expiration of Messi's, you know, final contract um, between July 1st, like you said, and now Juan Laporta, the board, Barcelona, Messi, Messi's, uh, you know, father, who's also his agent, uh, for those who are not aware, they were all kind of in agreement that we want to come to a conclusion. Like we want to come to a co-termed agreement, sign it and begin the season with Barcelona where it gets really, really, really tricky to understand and I'll try and be as simple as possible here is the financial situation of Barcelona. So you need to understand a couple things. You need to understand how La Liga work and you need to, have to understand how Barcelona work. So Barcelona over the last two seasons have posted close to a billion euros in, in revenue. And that's somewhere in the range of, I think, 890 to about 960 million euro, euros over the last two seasons, of course, declining um, over the last two seasons because of COVID and declining even more this past season due to COVID. <laughs> so keep that in mind, but recognize that Bartomeu and the previous board were so reckless and so poor in their management of player contracts, player wages, player salaries, player transfers, that they ballooned the income and the expenses, I should say, of, of the club to north of what their income actually was during the COVID crisis. So I think prior to last season, player wages were somewhere in the range of 650 million euros. And because of the COVID crisis, Barcelona found themselves in a situation this season where they were going to suffer a net loss of 487 million euros. And obviously for anyone that can do simple math, that's a big problem. Like that goes without saying, but here's where it gets really interesting. La Liga have statutes and limitations, 
you know, based on financial fair play that they require their clubs to abide by big or small. And those statutes are basically built in based on revenue, income and expenses. Right. And I I guess in short, because it's much more complex than this in short, it's recognizing that you should really not be going as a club above about 70% of your, you know, income or your revenue on player wages. That leaves you room for operating expenses. That leaves you room for, you know, transfer, whatever you wanted to spend it on outside of that. But that's a general rule of thumb. For context, Barcelona, without Messi being a part of the team, are at 95% of their operating um, income right now in terms of using that towards player wages. That is without Messi. So with, with Messi, it's well north of 100%. So you can see the position that we're trying, we're starting to get to, right, with Juan Laporta saying, okay, how do we figure this all out? Um, but, of course, there's much more to that, Brian. Um, <laughs> there's, there's Super League, there's CVC, but that kind of gives just a foundation for everybody listening that Barcelona are in a shit position like a really, really bad financial mess. And no one really knew how bad it was. Even Laporte himself this morning, the press conference that he gave really didn't acknowledge how bad it was until now and saying, Oh, this was much worse, much, much worse than we expected. Um, so I'll, I'll pause there. <laughs> yeah. It, it's almost like he, he walked in. Uh, you know what this makes me think of? And I've noticed there's some people out there that might understand this and probably a lot that don't, but um, that community gif uh, with. Oh my God, the fire. Like, fire yeah, burning, yeah. He returns, he returns to the apartment with pizza and the whole <laughs> apartment is on fire. And that is more or less like that must've been, I don't know, Juan Laporta's reaction however many months into winning presidency at Barcelona and looking at those books like in depth, like actually getting (laughs) one of his like financial accountants to look at, to explain to him what is happening in those books, because yeah, it's been like a total, a a total 180 from where I think he and the rest of the club thought that these signings and uh, registrations would have been, by this point and what the reality has been um, as La Liga really did not um, budge on the, on the restrictions and look probably ultimately probably for the best of like the financial stability of La Liga in general going forward. Right. But as we seen from their CVC deal, like there was obviously two sides to this, right. And that's where the $3.2 billion U.S. deal that La Liga struck with CVC has which become before, like the real... Before we even get into yeah. CVC, which to, to Ria's point, private equity firm that's injecting a boatload of cash over the next 40, that's four zero years <laughs> into La Liga. The one thing that should be, that should be mentioned here is... Juan Laporta saw these numbers, obviously probably had a mini heart attack we never even heard about, and still 
was able to come to an agreement with the Messi camp and with the Barcelona board in terms of financial numbers, right? Messi reportedly taking a 50% pay cut in order to make the numbers work. Probably, you know, it was also reported that he was willing to take an even deeper pay cut to make it work after hearing that still the numbers may not work out. But it's important to note that there was an agreement in place, right, between Barcelona and Messi's camp. And by the way, now, that, that leads me to think this, right, before we get to CVC, this is probably the prelude. There must have been a conversation between John Laporta, Javier Tebas, the president of La Liga, and the Messi family. Maybe not all together sitting in a room, but all parties must have been aware that an agreement was in place, ready to be signed. Juan Laporte is not dumb, right? The president of Barcelona has been present before. He's seen the club through you know, tumultuous financial times. He must have made Javier Tebas aware that this was the agreement that they had in place based on their expenses, based on their income, based on their uh, refinance debt. So 48 hours later, because Messi was reportedly ready to show up to training on Friday after vacation, 48 hours later, we're sitting in a situation where it's announced that Messi's leaving the club. Something, something has happened in the last 48 hours or the last 72 hours to completely change this on its head because we were ready to set up the renewal and everything. So now maybe it's time to talk about what happened with Super League and with CVC Investment Partners and, and why that's important here. Yeah, and, and that was a, that's a great point there, Elise, because like obviously there is there's no world where Javier Tebas had no idea that Barcelona were going to have these issues in registering all of these players, right? There's no world where that exists. And there's exactly, and there's also no world where I think, where I think Javier Tebas and, and, and La Liga as a whole is going to be stating like, outright to Barcelona yeah you're not gonna be able to to um sign Lionel Messi for for this long right like they they this for this to come up like you said it had to be something very very recent that has kind of changed everyone's um I guess uh point of view on this subject so I think that is a good point to uh really dive into the CVC uh part of this and and Elias uh, you of course are going to know a bit more than me on this, but as far as we're aware, this deal um, in which CBC would be giving $3.2 billion to La Liga as just a cash injection. And in return, CBC would be granted somewhere around, I think 10 and 11, 10 to 11%. Yep, of yep, the commercial revenue for La Liga for the next 40 years. I, I've seen I've seen five decades as before <laughs> somewhere else. Like, so <laughs> you're talking about really short-term win for La Liga, of course, but you know, in the long run, as it's been disputed, I think, by Barcelona and Real Madrid, like this is this is a potentially very predatory deal for um, for <laughs> La Liga and and for CVC a, a long term win for sure, right? And 
that's where the hiccup has been now. And that's where Barcelona, Real Madrid know that, I mean, being the two biggest clubs and being the clubs that probably produce the most in that proportion of commercial revenue for La Liga, this is a terrible deal for them. Of right? course. Like this of is, course this is, is a terrible deal. And that's where there is a sticking point. And that's where we have now found Barcelona's board and president aligned with, with the interests of Florentino Perez. <laughs> it all and, comes back to him. <laughs> and now, now we have a CVC versus Super League versus La Liga versus Lionel Messi at this point now, right? And from there, Elias, I'll let you get into like the the Super League versus CVC part of yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is why. There, this Lionel Messi leave Barcelona is not as simple as they weren't able to come to a deal. Like it's not like it's a club and a, a player not able to come to an agreement or something, and uh, we'll go our separate ways. There are multiple facets of this, and the biggest one, and what Rian means by CVC versus Super League, is that CVC Investments came to La Liga and said, "We will give you 2.7 billion euros or 3.2 billion dollars for." a 10% stake in this new, you know, basically limited liability company that La Liga will form to, to really own all their commercial rights. And we will, we will give you that over the course of basically the next 40 to 50 years, whatever those reports are. Now, La Liga, of course, said yes, with the caveat that all of the clubs in La Liga will need to agree to this. Now we know that Barcelona Real Madrid and Athletic Bilbao are three clubs that have not agreed to this. The, all the other, the rest of the clubs have. And what that means is La Liga has said 90% of that cash right now that CVC investments would give to La Liga, La Liga would then distribute to all of the clubs throughout La Liga, 90% of that. So that would mean clubs like Real Madrid getting about 261 million euros, Barcelona getting about 270 million euros right now. And conveniently, conveniently enough, wouldn't it be nice if Juan Laporta could use 270 million euros towards keeping Messi around, right? Convenient, right? So in the last three to four days, this deal has basically come out of nowhere. Now, what Riyadh means by Super League versus CVC is that Javier Tebas is one condition to the two big clubs in Spain, Real Madrid and Barcelona, is that we will, we will give you and distribute this 260, 270 million euros today, but you must agree to A, never leave La Liga for the next 40 or 50 years, and B, the Super League must be canceled right now. That's the condition that it's predicated on. And Javier Tebas, for almost all intents and purposes, played his cards right, almost. Right. And saying, I've cornered, you know, Florentino and Laporta into this corner and saying, oh, of course, of course they need they need 260, 270 million euros. They need to keep Lionel Messi. We need to keep Lionel Messi in La Liga and Spanish football. I do not think that Javier Tebas expected Laporta to so quickly and so bravely come out and say, well, that's it. I have to do what's best for the club. 
Lionel Messi cannot be re-signed based on these terms. It's not good business for Barcelona. And needless to say, by the way, one thing that I should add is that based on the fact that CVC investments would be getting 10% of La Liga's commercial rights means that Barcelona and Real Madrid would stand to lose the most in TV revenue over the next several decades, upwards of 800 million euros. So when you do all of that math out, Juan Laporta came to the conclusion that it didn't really make sense to sign on to this. And unfortunately, Leo Messi is the one caught in the middle of it. And that's what led us to yesterday, basically the announcement from Barcelona that not because of, you know, disagreement, just because of La Liga's financial restrictions. And the last thing I'll say before I turn back over to Rian is that Javier Tebas has repeatedly said, even before yesterday, that an exception would not be made for Messi, right? It's, it's law, it's credence, it needs to be upheld. Because um, once we start bending the rules, then it gets really, really tricky. Um, and to some degree, I understand that. But what I don't know if Javier Tebas fully comprehends is three, three things, actually. One, what is Lionel Messi's value to Spanish football? Massive, right? Let's argue, we can argue that maybe 50% of people around the world watch La Liga because of this one man. Secondly, what happens now with CVC investments? What happens if they see that Lionel Messi is leaving and all of a sudden the valuation of La Liga's commercial rights plummets? And thirdly, what happens when ESPN also sees that they just invested a boatload of money to get the rights for La Liga TV and their crown jewel, Lionel Messi, is also leaving. So now we're in a situation where basically all of the pressure is on La Liga and Javier Tebas now. Like it's, I, I'm firmly in the boat. Like I'm, I'm past the denial stage that Lionel Messi is leaving. This isn't me saying, oh, but just wait. This is, this is me saying, this is now the road that La Liga has chosen right? It's it, we're going down this path without, without Messi. Um, so, okay, now I'll shut up. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a really fair questions to ask <laughs> and almost like the tinfoil hat part of my brain. It's like, <laughs> well, I guess ESPN and CBC are going to be giving money to Real Madrid to get Mbappe now, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, yes. But... Wow. Unbelievable. Real Madrid came up with like 400 million euros in like the last two days. <laughs> Where did that come from? Negotiations um, 101, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it, it, it does beg the question, you know, what now for, for not just Messi and Barcelona, right. But for La Liga going forward, and I think just to keep it in the La Liga and Barcelona side of this, you, you, you said it. Like there, there's now real questions around what is the value of this league, like internationally. And I mean, obviously, people in Spain will keep watching the league, and there, there'll be. When you said fifty percent of people watch it for for Lionel Messi, like internationally, yeah, that's that's probably not too far off from the truth right especially now that cristiano ronaldo is gone exactly and that yeah it leaves it leaves the league in a really tough spot in terms of like just outright global stars right and and we can argue like Ant- antoine griezmann is a star um 
but but not the same level, obviously, and not like not remotely the same level internationally. Um, obviously, he's a huge star in Europe, but internationally, it's not the same thing. And and it's just a huge loss. And you throw that on top of, you know, even if even if um, not a lot of people might follow like the coaches of these teams that much um, outside of Spain, outside of Europe, and you know, uh, diehard um football fans around the world but you think about the fact that Zinazid Zidane who a lot more people around the world recognize than Carlo <laughs> Ancelotti unfortunately right yeah. but uh, Carlo Ancelotti has obviously been an amazing manager manager throughout his entire career but they lost that and it's there's no pull of like the big big personality coaches outside of Diego Simeone and who is another one who's just probably not that well known internationally as well right and and to to add on to that point i think there are spanish coaches or you know la liga coaches that if you threw them in the premier league would probably get the same attention as you know i would argue managers at southampton over the years i.e you know pochettino's whole you know career path or even at some place like newcastle right like they would get that attention but there's no there's no reason or entertainment value right now, unfortunately. Um, and to think about it, I'll just put it in this perspective. La Liga have now lost Cristiano Ronaldo, Lino Messi, and Neymar in the last, what, four years? Think about that. Like, that is a massive devaluation over the last couple of years, and it's only in a position to get potentially worse over the next couple of years. So, Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, they've cornered themselves basically. Yeah, and and you said it like they. This is whenever, if slash when the CVC deal gets ratified by the league, and and the important thing there too is that it's not just La Liga; it's La Liga and La Liga Adelante, correct, Ellis? Like it's to the two divisions that have the voting rights. Yeah. On this, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's over 40, 40 something, forty two teams, forty. I you'll have to correct me there. I think it's 42 teams. Um it, it's <laughs> once that is signed in, they have ch- chosen their path. This there is no as of now, and we should say as of now because we <laughs> know is, how quick this, this could stuff change can tomorrow. change. Um, but as of now, there are there are two separate paths as a, that the league has identified, and they are choosing for now the quick cash and um and it's hard to even fault them on it right especially with what we've been seeing as we discussed what two days ago um on our last episode about what's happening around europe outside of um england so that is where la liga is at and from a barcelona point of view now there is still no easy fix to registering these players now even with Messi out the door potentially right this this is right. still not an easy fix here and players will still need to take pay cuts um and players will still need to be sold and a lot of those players that need to be sold don't want to leave and why would they because they're getting paid <laughs> two times 2x maybe 3x <laughs> more than they would be paid at any other club in the Champions League right so that is still a major, major issue. And, and 
that is where this is just gets kind of like sad for for a club of this stature who we all knew was run very poorly in the last five years basically and they've put themselves in a position where they genuinely cannot cannot have any flexibility right yeah no joke no joke like unless unless i would say the following three players samuel and titi Marilyn Pjanic, probably one of Griezmann or Dembele and Coutinho leave, then that's a situation where maybe you could even look at signing or re-signing Messi. Like that that would have to happen basically because it's not like a 95% salary limitation being, you know, I guess money being spent on salaries is sustainable. Like that's that's not where they need to be at. They need to be at sub 70. And they're they're just not. It's not going to happen this way, right? And with that being the case, um, with with Messi looking like he's ninety five percent out the door, now I have to think about well, what happens with Lionel Messi, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And obviously, like a lot of the rumors and and. A lot of the chatter is um, that PSG are doing everything they can to make this happen. And that's very interesting because (laughs) (laughs) for a multitude of reasons, the amount of reunions potential there. um, And of course, (laughs) Lionel Messi and um, Sergio Ramos potentially being on the same (laughs) club team. I mean, dude, at some point they just need to bring Ronaldo in too and recreate. You remember that Galaxy, like Samsung Galaxy 11, yeah. like from years ago? <laughs> basically, just recreate that. PSG at this point should just follow the Lakers model right now, where the Lakers have brought in now, like <laughs> Russell Westbrook and, and, and just bring in and Carmelo and LeBron. Like, yeah, just bring in anyone who's like, Definitely past their prime, still very, very good, but would be an <laughs> extremely weird group of players to be actually playing together um, yeah. for an entire season. But um, yeah, it, it, the, the complications are still there with PSG. I like, we know that they're going to do everything they can to um, everything they can legally and wink, wink, uh, <laughs> <laughs> make this happen. <laughs> Um, like we know Uh, no that made my day that that made my day (laughs) look they're they're find a way to make this happen they didn't just just for the record i'm also i'm looking at rion through zoom right now because i'm not in new york and that man fully did wink like twice (laughs) i saw it with my own eyes but no it's 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 hilarious now because i saw someone on twitter say yesterday like make this point it's like wow, PSG actually have like sneakily put them what put themselves into a position where they probably can't be touched by UEFA anymore because now you have their president, who's the president of the uh, ECB, which is uh, the European Clubs Board, uh, basically the commission that has just about every club in Europe. They're all under this, um, and not UEFA. It's like a, a different type of association but anyway psg's president i believe i don't think it's leonardo um uh i'm al-khalifi yes he's the he's the head 
the head of that board. And now he's also, uh, I believe, on the board of UEFA. And, and PSG are looked at, in a way, as kind of the golden, bo- like the, the good boys of UEFA because they did not join the Super League. And now they've got all this leverage. And as we know, financial fair play is already kind of... Uh, it's not dead, but it was definitely curb stomped by Manchester City <laughs> last year. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it puts them in a position where, like, I mean, honestly, like they they are kind of unto- a, a bit untouchable by UEFA right a now. Bit, so that so bit, that's yeah. so that's just an interesting wrinkle into all of this. But either way the, there are some contracts that are not going to work out there too for PSG like players are going to have to leave there for Lionel Messi to come in oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, there will there will have to be sales i mean we can talk about the potential obvious one being Mbappe <laughs> to Madrid um right now we don't no one really knows PSG's financial situation i think everyone kind of assumes they just have unlimited like influx of cash, which is probably true. Which is also true, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we could very well be looking at a situation where they don't have to sell Mbappe, but in order to make it all kind of work, right, they might have to be in a situation where <laughs> maybe not even Mbappe leaves, but you could be looking at, I mean, basically two midfielders could potentially leave, Um you know, could open Paul, the door for Kimpembe as well. Could open the door for Kimpembe. I was thinking more so that it could open the door for Paul Pogba. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but this is this is how much this whole transfer, you know, transfer in quotes, um, has kind of blown up the European scene. I mean, it's it, it, this is history, right? I, I will remember where I was when this happened. That at all times I was walking in the middle of nowhere, basically in a garden, um, because I'm on <laughs> vacation, um, and so. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is this is the one last thing that I'll say, and this is why I'm I'm not peeved by it. I'm just more confused, and I don't think that this is nearly the end of the story. The transfer window ends on August thirty first, September first, whatever you want to call it, and Laporta, twenty five days ahead of time, has basically admitted defeat for the greatest player of all time and probably the most important in the club's history. But that means admitting defeat on also selling a bunch of dead weight, where regardless of whether Messi had to was going to renew or not, probably had to sell those players anyway. So does that mean that he's just giving up on like selling anything? Like, is he just stopping everything and just saying, all right, this is the team we got, you know, we're, we're kind of done. I've, got, I've done my job for the summer. Like, it just it, something doesn't make sense to me in all of this. And I'm not saying this is going to lead to Messi coming back, or I'm not saying this is going to, you know, lead to him going one specific place or another. I'm just saying this is absolutely not the end of the story. Like we're going to hear a lot more about this over the coming days. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my final thought. Yeah. There's look, there's still, <laughs> like you said, two to three weeks left of this window. Um it's it's still so early, I think, in the news of this coming out because whether Lionel Messi ends up going back or not, there's still so much that's not being said or information that's just not available yet, right? And it's it, it's obviously a 
a day that changes the whole makeup of like European soccer of at least modern European soccer right and this goes all the way back to the dominoes of the Super League right I think we said it that night um that we recorded after after the announcement of uh the Super League came out like we said like almost no matter what whether the Super League happens or not this will absolutely change the whole makeup of like UEFA and European clubs relationships in general and we're seeing the fallout of that continue I'm not going to say it's starting like it's continued and and it's it's a spot where there's so much now uncertainty in what in what like the in what like the UEFA European competition looks like is going to look like in the next two years Right, because you still have Barcelona, Juventus, and Real Madrid pushing <laughs> to find a way yeah. to make the Super League work. All the while, <laughs> making it very well known that none of them have money to spend, and um, and none of them have leverage in any transfer deal. So it's a transformative summer for European. Um, European Association football and it's obviously a transformative summer for Barcelona as a as just a footballing institution right yeah and from there it's it's there's still so much to come um and out of all of this it seems like maybe the only winner of this summer will be like PSG who, who, <laughs> who found a way to make a couple quote unquote free transfers. And you can't really call any of these free transfers when you think about the wages that these players are probably yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> but um, out of all of this, they, they found a way to still not spend relatively that much money outside of a big money deal for uh, Akhara Hakimi. So Oh man, it's. it's I'll, I'll I'll end with this. If they it makes find your blood a way, boil, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Uh, it does a bit. It does a bit. But if they find a way to actually keep Mbappe for this season and sign Messi, um, I'll tell you this right now. That will be the easiest team to play through in terms of a pressing <laughs> point of view in the history of this sport i'll just say that <laughs> not a single one of those guys will be pressing in any sense so it feels like the worst possible combination of players to play for Mauricio pochettino so I, i'll it'll be hilarious i would love to see that front three score loads of goals and at the same time they're probably still getting like outshot in every in almost every game <laughs> in competition. So, look, no matter what, the next three weeks will be extremely um, entertaining from a news point of view. Um, but I, at this point, I, I think neither Ellis and I can really can really predict, especially what's going to happen with Barcelona. But but even predict um, what the what a potential PSG team will look like, what a team with Lionel Messi in it will look like, and what La Liga as a whole is going to look like um, by the end of this month. So, yeah, 
No, I, I honestly don't know. I just, I just know that this is absolutely not the end of this saga. I know that I'm going to be keeping a close tab on it. I know Rihanna's too. Um, I just hope that everyone kind of understands a little bit more about how or what everything, just everything going on with this and kind of the ramifications. And I do genuinely hope the last thing I'll say, I hope that one day Messi will get like a proper send off. If, if he is really just truly leaving. I mean, like you're talking about one of the greatest players to ever kick a football and for a club that he's played for all his life. I mean, he deserves, he deserves the world for, for giving all of us as fans, Barcelona and non-Barcelona fans, um, just something truly, truly special for the last like 13 years, basically. So yeah, I'll, I'll leave on that note. Um, don't worry. I'm probably going to cry after we start or stop this recording. But anyway, on that note, I'm done. Uh, well, Elias, I appreciate you making it through this without, uh, <laughs> without fully breaking down and, and and because i can't see elias's actual face right now i cannot guarantee that he was not crying during this no episode. that's the best part but uh <laughs> you, but is a beautiful thing. no no guarantees there but uh yeah man i hope i hope you and the rest of barcelona fans are are able to get that send off at some point because that is the saddest part of this it all happens so quickly um that the team wasn't even able to put out a proper farewell video and that's and that's really really uh sad for what almost none of us can argue against as the best play we've ever seen in our lifetime so yep anyway with that we'll uh we'll obviously keep people posted if anything major changes i'm sure we'll hop back on for another one of these um but in the meantime like i said last time stay safe stay healthy and uh we'll be back shortly thanks guys